A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're Snyder on Call. We're here for women. We give a lot of advice. We have a lot of things to talk about. We're never really at a loss for information to share with one another. And we find ourselves so fascinating (laughs) that we've gotten into the podcast business. We're looking forward to hearing from you, but we also have a pretty full agenda. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Snyder on Call. And we're back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. We're Snyder on Call, and we take it upon ourselves to discuss anything because what we have found in our podcast, Hobby Lobby, (laughs) the time is is really not of the essence, Ann. And so if we want to talk about it, nothing but time. We put it on our iPhone, we write it on our list, we write it on our hand, we write it on our bedstand. And once or twice a week when we sit down and look at each other, we say, bring it. It is February in the Northeast, and we have all been really whipped up into a frenzy of what I call snow panic. And snow panic brings with it the bread and milk runs, Mm. the get yourself, not a transformer, what's it called, the thing out in the garage? Oh, the generator. Oh, the generator, The emergency generator for end of days. <laughs> for end of days. We're not preppers. No. If we went 12 hours stuck in either of our houses, I think people would be dead. There would be a homicide yeah. <laughs> or a domicide. And Mother Nature knows this, so she's kinder. But she's kinder. She could be a lot kinder. And it sort of in line with this weather and climate change and, oh my God, is it global warming? A lot of the younger generation, they've gone green. And in fact, they either don't have cars, they're commuting on a bus, They've got a solar panel in their garage. They also, and get to work on a bicycler. True a, enough. A two-wheeler. Right. Go ahead, Anne. I was, I I was just going to say, to your bicycle point, the other day on snow-covered streets, very greasy, dicey, and icy driving. <laughs> Greasy. It was very much bumper to bumper. A 10-minute trip took 40 minutes. Double lane. It's down to single lane, Down to single lane all the time. So as I'm driving, sitting in my car, single lane, enjoying my 40-minute, 10-mile journey, (laughs) I am looking in my rearview mirror, and I see something, (laughs) nay, someone coming up on the right-hand side of my vehicle riding a bicycler. Between you and and the the parked cars that are, you know, in the parked cars. So he's threading the needle on a bike. And it's snowing, and the roads are covered, and everybody's bumper to bumper. But like Evil Knievel, he's got to get to his job. I don't know what the Kinkos or wherever. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. <laughs> Trader Joe's. <laughs> he got to get to Trader Joe's to, to stock the pumpkin croutons. He, he's <laughs> driving his bike, complete with the basket. He's threading the needle. So I'm like, are you joking? A little bit later, the traffic starts to move, and I proceed down my straight and Don't narrow. tell me you hit him. Don't I didn't tell hit me. him, but he's still threading the needle all the way up on this trip. 
And the back of his jacket and the back of his corduroys are stained with the snow kicking up. He's got his his cords tucked into his Woolrich mountain socks, tucked into his big Timberland boots. I mean, we see a guy up and down our street, always during rush hour, and he's got more reflectors on him than Michael Jackson (laughs) at a concert in the 80s. He's got a weather. He's got weather stripping and weather striping, mm-hmm. and he's got. I'm going to be seen. My guy's got a strobe light flashing front and rear. Oh, sure, because he he communicating with aliens. Who is this? What is this? It's blinding my side view. We mirror. applaud your physical fitness, regardless of weather challenges. You know what? From January one until April one. I- Take the bus. Work it out. Take the bus. I'll buy your bus pass. For your own safety. Get off the roads. Be careful. And Ann and I, of course, we love to cycle. We both... Do you have a bicycle? (laughs) I have a bicycle. I got it for Mother's Day last year. It's beautiful. It was really expensive. I've ridden it twice and had to recover quite... You know, it's like... It's... I. No disrespect. I think... I'm thankful for the gift. (laughs) We'll be right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And today, Julie, I want to tell you about a mishap that occurred to me in my regular job just the other day and see if maybe you might tell me how you would have reacted. Certainly, because... Ann and I worked together for almost 11 years, and we really understand each other's work persona. We get her done. We are high achievers. No nonsense. High performers. Often others actually call on us for career and workplace advice. Consult, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) Another reason why we we actually have Snyder on call. So go ahead, Ann. I'm all ears. Well, the other day, as I am rushing around my house, working my other job as wife and mother, I'm trying to get young master Snyder out the door and I've got on a black sensible dress pant with a cardigan sweater set and some appropriate accessories and jewelry for my nine to five. Anne loves the color black. I sure do. Black is the new black. Black is the new black. I like to say that I'm always funeral ready. I channel Johnny Cash. If it isn't slimming, doggone it, I'm gonna make it slimming. <laughs> you gonna go I'm gonna black. Die, I'm gonna die trying. So the other day, as I'm rushing around, the weather's a little dicey. I get I get Lord Fauntleroy up to his ghoul. I'm driving to work. I'm minding my business. I get into my desk. I take off my coat. And I happen to notice <laughs> that my dress slack. A trouser a slack. A trouser slack. Has a little bit of a compromisation in the seam between my navel and my lady jazz. <laughs> so... <laughs> Feel what like... do you mean a compromise? Wait, <laughs> are you talking about a peekaboo, a peek a throw? I'm saying there's like or like, a Fu Manchu. Well, luckily I had on the black underpants, <laughs> but I'm just saying like if someone's eye were drawn, they would see my Hanes her way. A little. It would be Hanes their way because they could see it. <laughs> it would just be a little, a little seam, right? A little distress on that center seam. Sure, a little distress on the center seam. <laughs> And so I thought, well, I'll pull my cardigan over it and it'll be fine. So I went to a meeting. I walked the Jericho Mile other to another meeting. I sat down in that meeting. And as I'm in the second meeting, I look down 
And guess what? The peekaboo. Haynes, Haynes ain't going my way no more. She she out and about. So I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, you're saying you looked down. I'm saying and- a quarter of an inch compromise has yeah. gone three inches free willy. <laughs> so, like you got a third eye down right, there. Third now. eye blind. So I, I got to put my sensible business lady pad folio down around my gizzard. <laughs> And, and walk back to my office, where I know any good businesswoman has a needle and thread. Uh, a sewing kit. If the, you will. Because we collect them sure when we, we travel do. on business. Because God forbid our slacks rip at work and we're caught off guard. We always have the needle so, and the thread. I reach into the drawer that houses my personal effects and I pull out the seamstress mm-hmm. equipment. Mm-hmm. Every color of Finian's rainbow, Julie, in thread. I've got pink, I've got red, I've got green, I've got orange, I've got purple, I've got black, I've got white. You know what I don't have? A needle. I don't have a needle. So I thought, mm, my assistant will have a needle. So I call out to her, do you have a needle in your sewing kit? 24-year-old, first job out of college says, Crickets. what's a sewing what's kit? What's a sewing kit? So I decide maybe I'll shoot home at lunchtime and change my pants. Mm, time does not allow because I have a lunch meeting. So in an effort to not embarrass myself or lose my job, I jerry-rig my pants <laughs> with a little bit of clear packing tape on the inside <laughs> and two binder clips on the inside. (laughs) So now the front of my pants looks real pursed. And it's like, it's all puckered up in my lady business. So I'm like, this this is not going to... What about those binder clips? That would cut right into you. Well, actually, yeah, they do. When you sit down, they they pop. And they, no amount of clear packing tape is going to pad you from the sting of the binder clip. I'm glad you weren't, like, taking a quick flight to Kennedy because they would still <laughs> Could have you. Could you imagine? I oh. go through TSA. My binder clip's going to... Well, they're binding all right. Oh. Homeland Security. So this is a this is a cautionary tale. Yes, ladies, listen in now. Here comes here, the wisdom. Here, here comes the wisdom. You're gonna want to take a pen and paper out. Always do an inventory of your personal effects drawer at your desk. Yes. Let's always have a sewing kit. Let's always have some clear nail polish, a hairbrush, and a hairspray. Let's have and a, little, a lipstick. A lipstick and maybe like a little trial size deodorant. Let's have enough to do some patchwork until we can get back home to to the mothership. Good. I just, I'm exhausted thinking about it. Well, uh, that is a good story, Anne, and I'm glad that you shared it. I'm certainly going to be watching you more closely the next time (laughs) you come in with a black pant. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. Go ahead, caller. Are you there? Yes, I am. And who's this? This is Mary. Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? Hi, Mary. We're Hi. so glad to have you this morning. What can we do for you? Well, here's the thing. I'm having a little party this Friday for a friend who's returning from Turkey. Wow. And just fairly close girlfriends and people I like really well. And maybe that's the problem. And Or maybe the other problem is that they don't feel that I can handle things well. But everybody seems to want to come early. It's an after-work party for them. I'm retired now. You know, the other friends who are free, oh, we'll come over, we'll help. And they are trying to tell me what my menu should be and make it easy on yourself. And I don't want anyone there early. Are you making a turkey? No, I'm not making... (laughs) 
she's coming from Turkey. No, this she's... is what I call the home party invasion. Home invasion. <laughs> this is the invasion. These are the pre-arrivers that like to come. Ugh. Do the white glove. Make sure your bathroom is stocked. With Quote, them. unquote, help. Yeah, help. They don't help. They come over and they want you to uncork that wine right then and there. This is what I would tell them, Mary, okay. that this time it's your treat, that you are doing just great and that no one can come early because you're going to be at the florist getting a fabulous arrangement and that if they get there early they're just going to be on the stoop so you got to shut them down that way and in terms of how to entertain it sort of is disingenuous when you are the hostess and other people want to strip you of your glory is this a potluck event no it could have been but i had decided not to have it i was going to have something simple but just that no one else did have to contribute. It was going to be All right, now, since it's just us girls, let's talk turkey, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we can. Are you, are you, you have your menu set realistically. Can you handle it? You got this under control. You're good to go. Sure. All right. Well, the uh, the problem is, see, sometimes I haven't always been on under control, and people have come a bit early, and they've been pressed into service, and I, I think they've gotten into a habit of being there. Make duty calls, so they need to come yeah. early. But I can't say, do I really need them when they come early? No. What I feel is, I need to give them something to do and be jolly and happy, and mm-hmm. and so forth. I'm really, I guess I'm unsure about what I would like. It's a lot of work to entertain the pre-guests. And it really pulls you off task. This is what I do. Maybe I would tell them that you don't need anything, nothing at all, and they really don't need to come early. And then a half hour before you think they're going to show up, call each of them individually and send them out to look for a rare and difficult (laughs) ingredient or item. Like, I need coconut milk and curry sauce. But it can't be in a can and it can't be from a local <laughs> vendor. <laughs> or I need flavored ice. Right, yeah. I need a bottle of a champagne only from 1969, the year our dear friend came back from Turkey. So come up with odd assignments that will keep them from your door. But I know you're going to have a great party. And you know what? We love women who entertain. We think we should do more of it. And Maybe they're just well-intentioned, but let's put them all uh, off the map. While they so look for things to do, they'll show up at nine o'clock and you'll be fine. <laughs> so it's all, it's okay to tell them that. In yeah, other words, won't be find your voice. Have a great time. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Mary. Excellent. Welcome back. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And this is Snyder on Call and talking about a lot of fun topics today. But one thing I really wanted to just talk about is what I call my dirty little secret, Julie. Well, before we even do this, let's tell everyone that neither of the Snyders on air were ever dog lovers in our childhood. Important to note. We didn't grow up with dogs. We never had to walk dogs as children. We weren't the kind of girls that when we got to our college house, 
we adopted or rescued a dog. I don't ever need an animal that I can carry around in my pocketbook. I don't need to talk baby talk to it. <laughs> I, I just don't. It's not in my wheelhouse. So neither of us were dog people until we were blessed with husbands. In Anne's case, her one and only. In my case, it wasn't until husband number two. I think a big part of it is also that we have young boys around the same age. And in my own defense, because I didn't want to have another baby for a full range of reasons, which is totally another show, (laughs) I thought getting a dog would be the easiest way to tap out. So your first dog that you got was, uh, what's the the make and model? The make and model of dog number one is Old English Bulldog, and he is crossbred with Bull Mastiff. So the legitimate name of the gourmet breed is Old English Bulldoggy. Well, I thought you were going to say Old Spice there for a minute. No, no, but he looks exactly like the big, lazy, dumb bulldog, but he's a little taller. And you didn't just go in the want ads and find this dog. I I believe there was an air transport. There was, yeah, there was research, (laughs) there was detail, there was several calls to the breeder in Birmingham, Alabama, Mm -hmm. and I will even put a link to that breeder on our website because I highly recommend her. She's delightful. In addition to the cost of the dog, you also had to front $250 for the dog's airfare because she's going to fly him Delta Air Express to you in New York. Wow. How you doing? So Anne had her Bull Mastiff, uh, English, Old English Spice, by the name <laughs> yeah. of Basil. Basil is his name. And I went ahead and uh, went with the sporty breed of a Jack Russell Terrier, which is also known as a Crack Russell or a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> (laughs) And we don't judge. I'm just telling you that's the name of it. So we both had each of us a son, a husband, and one dog, which plenty. Plenty. But then I would say, was it pressures on? Pressures on getting hotter. And Mr. Snyder, on my side, Mr. Snyder and young Master Snyder, really jonesing for another playmate, baby, a brother, a sister. I said, how about a puppy? Jokingly jokingly. What a great idea, Mom. Two years after Basil arrived on our doorstep, Ginger arrived on our doorstep, also via Delta Air Freight. Make and model is Uh, Ginger. Same breeder. You'll find the link on Snyder on Call. And her breed is Old English Bulldog bred with French Bulldog. They call the breed a Franglish. Again, these gourmet breeds are done so that the indigenous diseases and health ailments that come with the purebreds are kind of bred out. And I will say, hands down, we have not had one health situation with either dog. Until. Until. <laughs> until. And we're going to, you know what, Ann, we're going to find out what that is. We're going to take a little break because I want to make sure there's plenty of time <laughs> to hear about all the inbreeding that has occurred mm-hmm. at Snyder on Call. We'll That's be right, right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. We are talking about our four-legged friends, our dogs. Anne is sharing just a little bit more about Ginger and Basil, her dogs that... Although not, I mean, a disclaimer, although not brother and sister... 
although not from the same litter, both from the same breeder and both kind of mixed breeds and both have a little of the same breed in them. So incest, not really, (laughs) but some kind of hillbilly love story for sure. And that's really what happened because following the breeder's advice to wait until everyone had gone through some heating and cooling, if you will, and left strict instructions with her husband and child and and anyone who would come in contact with the dog that they were under a certain window of opportunity where it would be very bad very bad indeed if those two dogs were left alone even for a minute and a minute's really all it takes, Julie. Um, <laughs> same as in marriage. I mean, some things translate into the canine world. When Pete Snyder alerted me to the fact that he caught Basil and Ginger two years apart in the act, I put up a lot of firewalls. I thought perhaps he's wrong, perhaps he's joking, perhaps this is not happening. But sure enough, just I have a whole wealth of useless canine gestational knowledge now. On a bulldog, I know with great authority that the gestational age is between 59 and 63 days. How how do I know that, Julie? Well, because I think that in your kitchen right now in a shoebox are seven puppies. That's right. That's right. In my kitchen, inches away from where I prepare my family meals and drink my hot cup of coffee, seven weeks after the fact, after a two-month maternity situation. (laughs) Is that called maternity? I don't even know what it's called. even know what it's called, but Ginger gave birth in early December, let's call it three weeks before Christmas, to seven, seven puppies. So now I'm essentially an animal hoarder. I have nine dogs at my house. I can hear you've broken. I can hear people rolling their eyes, screaming, and yes. That, ha- that is happening in my head as well. So seven weeks now, tomorrow, they'll be seven weeks. We are starting to show them to prospective buyers. We have a whole newfound respect for the parameters and boundaries of our kitchen. I don't know what else there is to say, except it is a lot of work. So for those people out there who might be breeders, I salute you. For those people out there who are thinking twice about getting their dog fixed, let me lay it down for you. Get it done. Because right now, Anne has seven brides for seven brothers. That's right. (laughs) She's got seven bitches, and I'm just using the canine words. That is the canine terminology. We are not using profanity. Now, are you going to keep one, Anne? Are you going to keep one? puppy. I'm going to keep two, Julie. I'm actually going to keep two. And I already have their names picked out. Basil and Ginger. Those are their names. Those are their names. And honestly, if anyone comes to look at the puppies and makes an offer on Basil, Ginger, and or my husband and son, no reasonable offer refused. Buy one, get one. Buy one, get one. That's awesome. Cash and carry. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. This is Snyder on Call. We're mostly here for women because unless you're a woman and you've walked a mile in our New Balance mom sneakers with a full-on orthotic, <laughs> you just can't you just can't know the journey. And one of the things that we spend a lot of time, a lot of discretionary dollars on, true enough, is the manicure pedicure. Right. And I want to I want to call you out right now on your manicure in studio today because pink is your signature color. I get that a pink lipstick, a pale pink nail, a, a bright pink sweater. Like I get 
that that's your go-to. But I'm noticing today almost like a lacquer on those nails that is a fluorescent. That's Jersey Shore pink. What's that color? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's called a vinyl nail. What? Like it's a polyurethane? A, it's a vinyl, <laughs> and So I do what? not like the gel nail. I'm not a gelish kind of girl because oh, too much upkeep uh yeah i mean it goes on real nice you, you don't ever ha- get it smudged when you're reaching for your car keys the gel nail it costs 20 bucks more but it lasts three weeks longer i have no problem with the gel nail on the intake where i have a problem with the gel nail is when i start to peel off my nail beds pretty much <laughs> And everything comes off. And if you're skilled enough to keep those gel nails going for the three weeks with the crescent moon growing at the base of your cuticle, (laughs) you go in and they give you a toxic cocktail of acetone, cotton ball, and tin foil. Right. You're basically soaking (laughs) your hand in poison and and wrapping it in a Reynolds wrap. (laughs) Formaldehyde to go. And then you cook it under a hot lamp. So this this nail treatment, I'm giving it a try. It's called the vinyl. But it, very interesting because Anne and I have our regular nail place that we go to. And we don't judge and we don't make any gross generalizations about any ethnicity. But I will say that we both speak uh, Vietnamese in six dialects now. There's a reason why I have a pocket translator on my iPhone. There you go. Because I'm going to bust them talking about us one day and it's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, I wanted to say that my vinyl nail treatment came about because I had to go to someone pretty high up the corporate ladder who invited me over for a glass of wine. Mm. And I felt that I needed to get my nails done, but it was such short notice that I had to go to a spa located within a very upscale hotel near my workplace. Wow. And that is how I was sold on the vinyl nail. But more interesting than the beautiful pink nails is the manicurist. She's actually a beautician, and I forget her name, but I did tell her to tune into Snyder on call. So if you're listening, please know all things are anonymous on this show. She pretty much spent the entire 40-minute vinyl manicure process letting me know how much she hates her job. Yikes. She hates her boss. She sure doesn't like working at that spa. That her boss is sort of weird. And <laughs> I actually think they're related. And then we kind of got into that whole thing. So now you're in like a precarious position because you're sitting inches away from someone who has access to chemicals that are <laughs> flammable. And she's pulling at my cuticle. She's giving them a cleaning. Like she even said to me, you didn't stretch them? What is she doing? It wasn't like the normal cuticle where they jam them back into submission. (laughs) It was like a tweezer with a cuticle razor on the tip. I don't know what she was doing. (laughs) But it hurt. The more she was plucking at my nail beds the more she was telling me how she didn't like working there. Oh, it sounds like she was getting her aggression out on your little nail beds. Oh, felt real bad. So So back to the whole vinyl process, is it less expensive than gel nail? No, it is less expensive than the gel, but it is an upgrade from the traditional manicure. And how can you remove that with your over-the-counter polish remover? Well, we'll see how that goes in in another three days. Oh, geez. But what I told her is that even when I get a traditional manicure, I know how to extend it. And it's called a top coat 
that you buy at the grocery store or the drugstore, and three days after your manicure at a salon, you put your own extra top coat on three days later, and it really does kick it up. How much more time does it buy you? Uh, it'll buy you another 24 to 48 without chipper wow. tape. Wow. No. See, it, it preserves the chips. So wow. I'm very happy about that. But I guess what we want to say is if you are in the service business and you're working on any part or participle of my body. Or anyone's body, really. If you want a repeat customer. Don't tell me how much you hate your job. Dial back the hostility. Honest to God. I, think that, I don't think that's in the work. The workbook. What's it's not called? in the handbook. The it's not in the employee handbook. handbook. Oh my God. Share grievances with every customer. <gasps> we'll be right back. Usually we don't know who's going to call, but this time we did ask someone to call a friend that I've known for many years who is quite fashionable, Anne. She is quite fashionable, and she knows what we need to do to be fashionable. That's right. I think she's on right now. Good morning. Welcome to Snyder on Call. Good morning. By invitation only, that we gave a call to our good friend. We're just going to say Patty, because we don't want to break anybody's anonymity or copyright infringement or intellectual property. But I will tell you that Patty is one of the best-dressed women I know. True. And because this is the fashion week in New York City. It used to be called the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, but I think that this is the last year of their sponsorship. Maybe Snyder on Call will sponsor it next year, And <laughs> Patty, why don't you tell us, what are some of the colors and trends that you're seeing in the spring portfolios, if you will, for us ladies who want to be current and look fashionable? What we're seeing are a lot of very bright, lively colors, and I think it's because we have had such cold, dreary winter particularly in the Northeast, right. people really are hungry for some brightness in their wardrobe. So we're always going to see neutral shades of beige and camel. Black and white, of course, is always a standard all year, particularly in the spring. But we're seeing a lot of aquamarines, fuchsias, magentas, really bright sunflower yellows, and in a beautiful shade of very jadey green has been showing a lot this year. So wow. those colors people are really gravitating toward, and they're really kind of getting sick of the, the browns and the oranges. They were looking for the brighter shades. I love it. And I do think that the colors that come out in spring really are a great lift for women. And thank God we're women, because men, they go from what blue to navy mm-hmm. to from black. the blue suit to the brown suit to the black suit to the gray suit and maybe I'll throw in a khaki suit there you go but patty i love just even the thought of all those great colors and tell us what is going on with skirt length this is this well, is an issue but are all over the place the longer skirt in the spring and summer are still a huge trend they're very easy fitting they look great with a sassy flat or a espadrille or sandal it's a wonderful piece to wear very flattering comfortable they're easy to pack so the long skirts are back for several years now and they really show no sign of not being a fashion staple 
short Thank skirts, goodness. for sure, are still in style, just above the knee. And skirts are just really a great item for the spring and summer because you don't have to wear pantyhose, you don't have to wear tights, just a little panty lotion, a little bit of moisturizer, and most women get away with a bare leg as soon as the weather warms up. So skirts are really... Oh. Well, now, <laughs> you, this this is Anne. You, you are blowing Julie's mind because I think she, she single-handedly is keeping the legs pantyhose company in business. More plastic eggs and more emergency stops for a nude pantyhose. Right. Well, I am sort of intrigued by the reference you make. Did you say a tanning lotion? Correct. So if you, you know, most women don't really have time to lay in the sun and get a tan. Everyone's busy working. And not to mention the fact that it isn't so great for your health to be laying in the sun. So tanning lotion is a wonderful substitute for pantyhose. You just buy it a few times a week. It keeps the color. A nice Mm. moisturizer over there to keep your leggy nice and shiny. And it looks much better than a pantyhose, I think. I love it. Natural. Now, how short is too short on the skirt for let's say if you're over the age of 30 is it 40 I don't know but sometimes I see women and I think is that too short what do you think about the really short short skirts it's hard to put a hard and fast rule on who should wear what but you just know it when you see it I mean I have nice legs and they're thin but you know you just have to know I mean you're a certain age you have to leave certain fashion trends to the young girls in their 20s and 30s and just look appropriately and fashionably dressed for your age and it doesn't mean looking matronly or dowdy or too conservative it's just a much more flattering and attractive look there's looks for different ages and you just have to know when it's time to change your look for your age and I love that advice and I will say ladies that Patty is one of my best consults on what I should wear and we love women in the workplace we love women that have the ability on either end of the financial spectrum perhaps to stay at home but no matter where you are whether you are working at home out socially a volunteer in your community it is important to invest and update in your wardrobe we all love that suit from the late 80s with the shoulder pads old faithful but honestly you have to edit your wardrobe and you have to add in new pieces and patty sells clothes at a very high price point for many women that may have sticker shock but i'm here to tell you ladies your husbands your boyfriends they're spending a lot of money on their pieces you know why they're investment pieces they wear them through more than one season and patty what advice do you give women about what they're worth in terms of investing in their clothes well i think you really have to invest in one good jacket a season you have to have a fabulous pair of black navy or charcoal gray pants amen you need a beautiful white shirt just a very smart white shirt you can turn up the collar roll up the sleeves that look is just a standard and it should be in most women's wardrobes whether they're career women or casual beyond that you really can add inexpensive accessories if you have a couple very quality good pieces a good basic pencil skirt you can just go to target or someplace that has fun enamel jewelry or custom jewelry scarves 
and you don't have to spend a lot of money on those items, but you're, you're smart to invest in those core items for your wardrobe because they will pay you back over the course of the years you'll wear them. Patty, you want to give a little plug for the clothing line you represent? Uh, no, I'm a happy to. I, I represent the Carlisle Collection. I have four trunk shows a year. It's a beautiful designer line. They are investment pieces. I also personal shop for people with this collection. It's a great service. And I can help them build their wardrobe. Pleasure to speak with you today, and I'm looking forward to shopping with you in the near future. I'll be at that trunk show this weekend, Patty. I can't wait to see the spring collection. Well, thanks so much. Okay, bye now. Great. Bye-bye. Thanks, thanks Bye-bye. You've reached Snyder on call. Who's this? This is Sierra. Hi, Sierra. Hi. We love the name, even before we begin. How can we help you today? Well, I just have a question. My boyfriend, I've been dating him for about four years. I've been knowing him all my life since I was like two. And he called me randomly a few weeks ago and was like, oh, I need your opinion on something. My mom's friend is going to propose to his girlfriend and... Uh, I want your opinion as to what, you know, ring do you think would, you know, look nice if you ask me to talk. Oh, I love this. I feel that somebody, you better go get a manicure right now. Seriously. Okay, so keep going. Keep going. I can't wait. So my question was, could it really be that he's asking for my help? Of course he is. He's asking for my help for me (laughs) He's not his mom's friend. Like, I don't want to get ahead of my Oh, it's, how long have you been dating? Like 23 years? No, we've been dating for four years. But we've known each other our entire lives. Well, here's my here's what I would say. Even if he is simply just asking for your help, that is your way to get in front of him and kind of push him towards the stuff that you like. Kind of okay. suggesting when you get engaged, what you'd like is, or your favorite cut, or your, you wear a size 7, I say get those nails done and ask for what you want. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of excited. Well, yeah, that's what I did. I sent him, like, certain pictures that I pinned off of Pinterest. Cause this I, is what I like. <laughs> I have, like, a whole Pinterest board. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't want to get, like, excited and then uh, honey, months and months go by and I'm just life is full of disappointments if you you can't second guess it if it's your time it's your ring message received you're gonna get it if it's if he really and truly is asking for advice for his mom's friend at least you put it out there and there will be no surprises let me ask you this so you've been dating for four years but how old are you I'm 25 Okay, and how old is he? He's 26. Okay, and is he uh, gainfully employed? Yes. (laughs) And does he live with his mother? No. Okay, well, see, we're getting some good indications, Anne. And you have known him your whole life, but you've only been dating in this last four years, right? Yeah, our grandmothers are best friends. Oh, I Uh, love this story. And are you what we would call exclusively dating? We are very much so exclusively dating. I love it. And my my boss loves him. Well, I'm getting a lot of good vibrations from this call. And I do love the fact that if he is trying to surprise you, God love, don't blow the surprise. Play along with it. Go along with it. Pretend you are indeed only helping him for his mother's friends who's going to make a proposal. But I've got a really good feeling about this. So and do I. We've already dedicated, even though it's still snowy February, 
February. We have dedicated June to be Brides Month uh, mm-hmm. at Snyder on Call. We sure have. Even though we're both married, <laughs> some of us more than once, we are going to take the time in June to really unpack it all. From the engagement announcement all the way down the aisle to the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. What to wear, what not to wear. So I've got a good feeling about this. But okay. we can't wait. Good luck, honey. You better call us. Well, I'll call you guys with updates. We love it. Thanks for calling Snyder on call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And today, Julie, I feel like I want to put something out on the table. Recently at a, I'll say it, a country club event where it was a buffet. And you were not wearing denim, nor were you using your cellular device in the common area. Respectful of all house rules. Somebody who wasn't respectful of rules and personal space was the individual behind me in the buffet line, which got me to thinking, are there any written rules about personal space in a buffet line. <laughs> Are you talking about the overreacher? Yeah. I'm talking about your overreacher. I'm talking about your back breather. <laughs> I'm talking t- about your plate bumper. You're talking about the ones that cut in line. No. But they're already over. They're like a leapfrog. They're encroaching. They've got, remember Jim Carrey's movie where his arms got really long yeah. in certain yeah. scenes? That's what they're doing. Or they think you work at the establishment. <laughs> What's that? What's in there? Are there nuts in there? Do you know if that has seafood in that? Could you ask what it is? No, you ask what it is. I'm not even getting it. Oh, Lord. I just feel like someone has got to say, we're going to open the buffet now, and there needs to be a, a descriptor. A, a variance of, or a spacer. There's arm's length or two plates distance between the people in front and behind you. No overreaching. It's a buffet. There's plenty for everyone. The buffet does create a lot of challenges for us in terms of navigating the culinary delights Mm. that are usually leftovers. I don't care where you're at. I always feel the buffet contains yesterday's meal. Mm -hmm. There's some leftover salmon from the Schwartz wedding that has been (laughs) turned into a salmon pate. I mean, it does happen. But... I think the most important things are pay attention to the signs because, in fact, there are oftentimes little signs that tell you what this is in front of you. Often they get knocked over. They get a sauce on them. Yeah, they <laughs> dripping in balsamic, but you clearly know it's a Thai chicken noodle salad. Well, I, and I think that people are often understated when they see a buffet. We, Ann and I don't... We don't have any issues consuming our daily caloric intake. I th- what is it, 2,800 a day or 2,100 a day? I thought it was 28 a meal. Uh, well, the, the fact is, is that we are not embarrassed to go up to the buffet, but we have some friends that act. They're not hungry at all. And they'll go up and they will use the salad plate and for the whole buffet whereas you and I will will go into what I call Cirque du Soleil where we are juggling. We're spinning plates. We've got four <laughs> plates. We go through the line. We keep our salad plate balanced. Yeah, I mean like when people see a buffet or a help yourself, serve yourself situation, all of a sudden bottomless pit. You're not going to eat like that at your home. You've over served yourself. You've over served yourself. And for the broads who just get a big, gigantic plate of salad, go home. Go home. Don't even bother. Go home. Don't go to the bother. salad bar at Ponderosa. You can't have a gigantic salad and then have four drinks from the bar. <laughs> well, they do that, too. We, we're not going to name names, ladies, but uh, we, know, we know who you are. We know you're make a model. 
<laughs> we just want everyone to really enjoy the buffet. It would be great if you washed your hands before you went through through the buffet because all those instruments, spoons, <sighs> ladlers, tongs, mm-hmm. they carry with it a lot of your DNA. And we just want people to enjoy the buffet. Don't do it all in one pass. Leave room in front and behind. And trust me, nobody's watching to see if you go up a second time. So <laughs> I do all it. the time. You you, you go do. up a second time. Sure You're not I watching do. to see who is going. I'm too up. busy right. eating. I'm enjoying. Right. I'm enjoying seconds and right. sometimes thirds. And we have one friend who we adore, <laughs> and she loves the buffet so much that she often asks the server, "Could she get a to-go box? <laughs> <laughs> she gets a to-go box, and she load her up." for tomorrow's mm-hmm. lunch. Oh, I thought I was going to be able to bang out this third plate of food, but you know what? I'm just going to put her in the styrofoam. Do you mind? And on that note, we'll take it to go. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we are Snyder on Call. And one of the many reasons why Ann and I are doing this is because we continue to be validated. By each other. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But we're also validated with such humility in how these little demo podcasts, and and I mean, we are just novices at this. We don't try to represent or misrepresent ourselves in any way. That these have resonated with many of our listeners. And it's amazing because your college-age daughters, uh, friends of ours who are working mothers, friends of ours who are stay-at-home mothers. The single are, ladies. The single ladies are moms and their friends. And my dad, I honestly. Mean, and, and the token senior citizen I mean, <laughs> gentleman. Se- 78 <laughs> is great and still with a sense of humor and a sensible shoe, too. Right. And he is key to positive feedback. He gives us a critical ear and he's very supportive. Thanks, Dad. What we really want to remind our listeners about is we need to laugh. Life is stressful. Life is not easy. We have tragedy in our lives and yet we are so firmly focused on spreading some laughter and some joy, just allowing each other our presence. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, some days if we're not laughing, we'd be crying. There is so much devastation in the world. There's heartache amongst our friends and family. There's darkness. If darkness we, everywhere. If we were not laughing sometimes, inappropriately. We'd for sure be crying a river. This is resonating with women and especially this week as the movie Fifty Shades of Grey comes out and once again we believe misrepresenting the dignity, the fabulousness, the sacredness, the worth of women. We are here to give a, a dose of reality and we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing. We appreciate your feedback. But most of all, we hope, we hope that besides just myself and Anne and my mom and dad, <laughs> that each of you get a little bit of joy out of this. So have a cup of coffee or if it's after 3.30, you go ahead and have a glass of wine and listen to Snyder on Call. Tune in again. We're going to be back real soon. I mean, now we have so much content we can barely squeeze it into a podcast and we do have real jobs (laughs) at some point gotta work my real job well last time i checked in we were still gainfully employed Mm -hmm. Uh, so have a great day or night whatever time of uh, 
of the TikTok clock. You're listening to us. Stay tuned. Share, like, love or hate. We are who we are. <laughs> it I mean, is what it is. It is what it is. And with that, I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. <laughs> it's distracted. Jesus. She's I'm like, distracted. Oh, she's on her cell phone. Like, sorry, I'm sorry, Ann. it's me. All right. Bye-bye. We'll be back soon. Somebody just posted on Facebook, Fifty Shades of Grey. What? Fifty Shades of Grey teddy bear. What is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs>